This is my friend's place on WGOTLP Gainesville 100.1 FM. A screaming comes a thousand miles, it might be yours, it might be mine. God forgive, but don't forget yourself.
such a weapon, darling, it's cheap, thrills of distraction, time, but pour me a drink, let's talk of heaven, of Jack and Ryan, let's hear stories of people struggling forever, turning to run, to forget those endeavors gonna ride, the story is dear because the story is, the story is
That's Ian Sweet doing a Coldplay cover with Yellow. And thank you so much for tuning in to My Friend's Place, whether you're listening live this afternoon at WGOT 100.1 FM or maybe listening to it later as a podcast. Either way, totally appreciate your support. And here is what you've heard thus far in the warm-up mix of today's My Friend's Place. Leading things off, brand new music, Sleigh Bells, Locust Laced. Uh, they have their first album coming out in the last five years. I am definitely down for it. Uh, speaking of down for it, always down for new music from Amel and the Sniffers. And they have a brand new one called Security. After that, you had Casper Kane with Last Chance. You heard the um, remix of that song uh, from Hot Chip, actually. Then it was Warm Year with Eliza. Then after that, you had Many Trees Carrying On. And now you're officially called up to everything you've heard today on my friend's place. So uh, thank you again for tuning in at this time. Uh, let's do a little bit of uh, this day in music history. It's kind of an interesting day here on July 29th, 2021. So here are some other impressive music things that happened uh, in the past on this specific day. 2015, let's go back uh, six years. The Eagles, kind of sad news supposedly, uh, they played their last concert with Glenn Fry in uh, Bossier City, Louisiana, a town I've never actually heard of. Um, the final date of their History of the Eagles tour. The set features 27 songs and two encores, closing with Desperado. Uh, founding member Glenn Fry died six months later. And then uh, now the band is continuing on. Of course they are. Uh, with his son Deacon, which is, I guess, kind of cool. Uh, let's go back to 2011, 10 years from today. Chuck Berry. And a very interesting character. It's got a movie coming out about him, um, which should be uh, quite uh, entertaining. Uh, but anyway, on uh, 2011, on July 29th, Chuck Berry throws out the first pitch of the St. Louis Cardinals baseball game. On the same day, they unveiled his statue on Delmer Boulevard in that city. So there you go. A little bit of local, kind of local news, I guess. Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers, 1979. They concluded their lawsuit tour, uh, aptly named, with a show at the Universal Amphitheater in Los Angeles. Um, they basically went on the tour to raise money uh, to fight their uh, legal battles with MCA Records. So there you go, local artist uh, Tom Petty, the lawsuit tour. I like that. Uh, happy birthday, I suppose. 1953, we have Rush frontman Getty Lee is born. Getty Lee uh, Weinrib and the wonderful community, I'm sure, of Willowdale, Ontario, Canada. And then finally, 1978, the Grease soundtrack hits number one in the United States. Thanks to the hits, You're the One That I Want and Summer Nights. And I still, to this day, have never seen the Grease movie because I am not a fan at all of uh, musicals. So uh, I do really like John Travolta, and I like uh, Olivia Newton-John, but I have never actually sat down and watched that movie. And I also, strangely enough, really like the soundtrack. So not quite sure. Um, I guess that just tells you how um, how much my hate or dislike of musicals is, that I like pretty much everything about the idea and the concept and the carry-through, but still refuse to sit down and watch it. So a lot of great songs from that soundtrack. Now, the one that I picked actually wasn't sung by John Travolta or Olivia Newton-John. In fact, it's a Bee Gees song, not actually sung by the Bee Gees either, um, but actually Frankie Valli does this one, and it sounds very much like a Bee Gees song from that era. So it's no wonder this is my favorite song uh, from the soundtrack, because huge Bee Gees fans. But anyway, here is Frankie Valli, Grease is the Word, from the Grease soundtrack, which hit number one today. (laughs) 
That is one you heard last week on My Friend's Place. It's from Eve's Humor. Crushed Velvet got a brand new album coming out, or out actually, and you're listening to My Friend's Place here on WGOTLB Gainesville. Thank you uh, for listening, whether you're uh, listening live to the uh, 4 to 6 p.m. Thursday uh, recording of the show, or maybe you are listening uh, podcast via Cramela, which is spelled C-R-A-M-E-L-A. Uh, regardless, thank you for tuning in and supporting the show. And here's what you heard in the last half hour of music. It was a big day in um, Greece history as it first hit the number one album ranking back in 1979. So you heard a song from that soundtrack, Frankie Valley, uh, Greece, which is actually a BG song, which kind of an interesting story. Uh, but anyway, a little bit more uh, disco after that. New one uh, from Duran Jones and the Indications, The Way That I Do. Actually, not new to this show. If you've been listening, you've heard it for three weeks in a row, which will put it up for returning champion at the end of My Friend's Place. Uh, then I kind of kept that 70s uh, cool, groovy vibe going on. New one from Zella Day called Golden. After that, it was Arlo Parks, Too Good, the Unknown Mortal Orchestra remix of that one. Uh, then one you heard a couple weeks ago, played it a couple times, and brought it back. kind of felt, uh, kind of met... Uh, the the vibe going on. It was Peggy Gal Nabby featuring Oyuk. Uh, then you heard Jeffrey O'Connor, What a Scene, featuring Sui Zen. Then it was Black Marble Somewhere. After that, um, got into some more alternative-sounding stuff with the KVB World on Fire. Then it was Girl Puppy with Miniature Furniture, and that gets you called up to everything you've heard this week here on My Friend's Place on WGOTLP Gainesville. So, got so much great feedback and so much uh, positive response from my uh, condiment history of condiments last week where I explored the history of A1 steak sauce. And it really turned out that, hey, A1 steak sauce, you would think is an American tradition. No, not at all. started out uh, more than 100 years ago, way over in a place called England in Europe. And uh, basically it was to, uh, created to hide the stench of rotting meat. So... There you go. That's your A1 condiment update in case you didn't listen last week. Um, Yeah. So we found that out that, you know, like number one, not an American product. Number two, yeah, it was out there to uh, hide the smell of rotting beef. So kind of got me thinking what other lies have we uh, been taught in condiment history? Um, I always assumed that A1 steak sauce was a very much an American product, um, as you would think that Americans are probably the only people in the world that put steak sauce on steak. So, mind blown, I decided to go deeper down the rabbit hole. So this week I'm exploring the history of Russian dressing. So obviously, as you're listening, I know the first question that everyone's, it's on their mind, is Russian dressing, I'll try that again, is Russian dressing, a little dry mouth there, is Russian dressing actually a Russian product? The shocking answer is, no, it isn't. So, a little bit of history about Russian dressing and my uh, con or condiment segment. Uh, Russian dressing um, actually started popping up around uh, 1900. So, it kind of was used as an um, alternative for vinaigrette dressing. And then uh, as early as 1913, there's a cookbook that actually has a recipe for uh, Russian dressing. So might still be wondering if it's an American product, why is it called Russian dressing? Well, here's what most of the uh, historians believe. Uh, The condiment came to be called Russian because the original recipe included caviar, which 
is a staple of the awesome Russian cuisine. So it's Russian dressing because, like I said, the original um, recipe called for caviar in it. So you might be asking, what exactly is in Russian dressing? And, well, to be honest, there's no exact um, recipe for Russian dressing. Um, it's typically piquant, which is actually a word I had to look up, which means spicy, in case you're wondering. Um, but anyway, Russian dressing is typically piquant, which um, means that, you know, it's got a little bit of a bite, a little bit of taste to it, um, but it's also made of a blend of mayonnaise and ketchup. So not very Russian there. Uh, but also you have additional ingredients like horseradish, pimentos, chives, mustard, and spices. So basically, I'm going to get into the history, hopefully get into the history of uh, Thousand Island dressing next week. Uh, Russian dressing is a spicier, more flavorful version of Thousand Island dressing, which kind of waters it down and adds um, pickle relish to it. So like I said, give you a little preview of the great condiment history that you can expect next week for uh, my friend's place. So don't want to give you any, too many spoilers, but there's one of them. As uh, Next week, I really want to dive in uh, to the difference between Russian and Thousand Island dressing and also one that's been a hot button issue for many years on the condiment trail is the Big Mac sauce at McDonald's, actually just Thousand Island dressing. So like I said, not going to get too much into it. Don't want to give you all the spoilers for next week. So, um, Russian dressing, basically, um, kind of gone over it. It's got a mayonnaise, ketchup, of spicy ingredients. And I thought this was really interesting as I did research on Russian dressing. It was actually, um, according to many historians, invented in Nashua, New Hampshire. Now, you may be thinking, Nashua, New Hampshire... Where have I heard that name before? I was doing the same thing, friends. Nashua, New Hampshire is the corporate headquarters of a very famous fake corporation. So if you heard Nashua before, you must be an office fan because Nashua is the headquarters of Dunder Mifflin, which basically was the boss of the office. So really cool information about Russian dressing. Um... Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, and as I uh, kind of previewed earlier, we'll get into the history of Thousand Island dressing. What differentiates it from Russian dressing, and is it the same as the Big Mac secret sauce? So, if you're really interested in that, you've got to tune in next week, uh, same time, uh, Thursdays, 4 to 6 p.m. live, here on my friend's place. Or, like I said, you can find me online at Kramla. But I'm not going to give away the answers today. So anyway, let's get back into some more brand new music. Uh, this is one of the best songs that I heard this week of all the new music. One of my favorites. It's from a band that you've heard quite often here on My Friend's Place. It's King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard with Catching Smoke. Brand new song here on My Friend's Place.
You know them I got run out of town when we apply pressure Babylon time done, yo, send for the stretcher So when I'm gonna deal with who can't hear them, I can feel it When if you got sign and seal it, fire can't done, fire just start Fire rock a button up the whole of them clot You know them I got run out of town when we apply pressure Babylon time done, yo, send for the stretcher So when I'm gonna deal with who can't hear them, I can feel it When if you got sign and seal it, fire can't done, fire just start Fire rock a button up this bomber clot Listen, fresh out the dungeon Hello when the air in function Bun up white skin like Bunsen But dog them buddy and them tough like Samson You know my thing already me not like Action Me not deal with a long talking Wait for the revolution But the revolution can't start We have a blood clot start Special come this rotting Shot them for seal life as it calling Politics keeps my people them starving Now you got savage this while I can't take While them I make money in a bungle Girl I sell pussy cause they want the next grab a cocaine When a man them belly start rumble Come out the jungle Babylon's burning today Them a run out of the home when they apply pressure
this one last week so now you're hearing it two weeks in a row it's tropical f storm i cannot say the f word because we're still living under fcc rules but anyway that is tropical f storm with new romeo agent the second week in a row you've heard it here on my friend's place wgotlp gainesville hope you enjoyed it as much as i do and here is what you just heard and then almost mini mix of music as i'm Kind of behind schedule, like always, but uh, here is what you just heard. Love this new one, which, speaking of uh, returning champion, you'll hear this one a few weeks in a row here on My Friend's Place for sure. It's King Gizzard and the Lizard uh, Wizard with Catching Smoke um, from Butterfly 3000. You're going to hear that song at least one more week, maybe two more weeks in a row here on the program. After that, one you heard last week for the second week in a row at Super State, Yoga Town featuring Graham Coxon and Valentina Papalardo. <laughs> no, I messed that name up. Uh, then a new one from The Bug Pressure featuring Flodan. And now you are officially called up to everything you've heard this week on My Friend's Place. So uh, just a reminder, if you want to hear past episodes of My Friend's Place, you can find me online at Cramela, which is C-R-A-M-E-L-A. Uh, more importantly, though, while you're online, please give the WGOT Facebook page a like. You'll keep you up to date uh, with fundraisers, scheduling changes, and other types of uh uh, really important information to keep the station up and running into the future. And uh, speaking of the future, we've got a brand new show. It looks like coming on board uh, a punk show, which I'm very excited about. So if you want to find out information about that, you can uh, find that quite easily by liking the WGOT uh, Facebook page, um, as I said. Also, WGOT is on Patreon. So if you are a really cheap person like myself, yeah, go to Patreon. Subscribe for one dollar a month it's as simple as that if you do the math 12 times 1 is 12 so you can become a supporter of wgot for 12 dollars a year which is pretty cool um, for all the content that you get uh, more importantly all those dollars what they do uh, for the patreon page is that it's a steady income stream. So it kind of gives us a, an idea of how much money we have coming in so we can uh, focus on other projects like the one on Facebook right now where we're trying to improve our signal throughout uh, Gainesville. And it's going to cost a lot of money to do so. So uh, yeah, we're constantly, like the PBS joke, we're always in fundraising. Well, we are always in fundraising. But uh, anyway, 
before we head into the last 30 minutes of music here on My Friend's Place, I'd like to do a little bit of TV and movie reviews each and every week. Now, on my show notes, I had a much different plan, as I thought I would be way ahead of uh, where we are right now and be more like on schedule time-wise. So, I had planned on doing a review of a lot of things on HBO right now. I will not. That'll be next week. But I do want to talk about two movies that are on video on demand, uh, not streaming, quote-unquote, for free. So you would actually have to pay money for these. But uh, the first one is based on one of the all-time most popular uh, Twitter threads of all time, Zola. So if you're not familiar with the Twitter thread, that's okay. I wasn't either. I Well, actually, that's not true. I knew a little bit about it. Hadn't read the whole thread. Kind of had the gist of what was going on. And uh, this movie from A24, A24 is awesome, by the way, is a uh, movie based basically on this Twitter thread that was uh, written. Um, I don't have the person's name right in front of me, but basically a um, story of a person that you know is in the sex industry. So she is a stripper going down to, of, of course, of all places, Tampa uh, to make a little bit of money. So it is uh, really kind of expected a different type of movie which isn't to say is a bad thing. I was expecting more action and something more like True Romance, if you if you are familiar with that um, movie, which is more um, kind of a action movie. Um, and Zola really is not an action movie. It is a very, 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 I say no, very, a very dark comedy about people that work, um, as I said, in the sec sex industry and like the people they associate with. So um, I liked Zola, not as much as I was expecting to like it, and I'm still going to recommend it. There's great performances. It is very similar if you've ever um, seen the Magic Mike movie, which is not an action movie either, but a movie that's kind of a dark comedy exploring like the people that work in the sex industry and what happens there. So uh, those movies are very similar. So I do recommend Zola, but not nearly as much as the next film I'm going to uh, review, which is Pig. A movie you probably have heard nothing about, and it stars yeah, possibly the greatest actor, American actor of all time, Nicolas Cage. So Pig is a another kind of indie movie like Zola that basically explores what happens when... Um, Nicholas Cage, who lives out in the middle of the, the uh, forest in Oregon. He has a pig. Yes, I'm not making this up. This is the actual plot. He has a pig that's basically a truffle-hunting pig, which I didn't even know was a thing until the King of the Hill episode where they have a truffle-hunting pig. Regardless, he loves his pig. His pig gets stolen, and the movie, the plot basically is him trying to get this pig back now. It immediately sounds like another very famous movie that came out recently, uh, which is John Wick, where he's taking revenge on people that killed his dog, basically. Sorry, spoiler alert about John Wick, a movie that's five years old. Uh, regardless, um, Nicolas Cage is out trying to find his pig, trying to, you know, figure out what happened, possibly, but not really, get revenge on the people that um, stole the pig from him. And it is a surprisingly mellow and beautiful indie film about loss and a little bit about the uh, 
the scene, like the restaurant scene in uh, Seattle. And I really don't want to give away too many of the, the deets on that one, but uh, I really, really liked it. I mean, it is kind of, I've seen the review a couple of different places. So I almost hate to repeat this, but it's the anti-John Wick. So you kind of expect this setup where like they're going to be fighting and lots of killing people and these other things. And it's just basically uh, Nicolas Cage in a very subdued role trying to relocate his pig, which uh, turns out to be a really awesome movie. And here, I always like this about movies. It's only 90 minutes, so you don't have to invest, you know, two or three hours into it. Um, so, thumbs up for Bozola and um, Pig. Neither one of them are available, like, on your normal, you know, streaming. I should say normal. On your prepaid streaming services like Hulu, Netflix, HBO Max, but they will be pretty soon. So, keep your eyes out for that. Or, if you're really looking for a new movie to watch, yeah, go ahead and spend the 2 or $3 on the VOD fee. So, anyway... Um, one of the really great things about Zola um, was the soundtrack. And it's by kind of a relatively unknown uh, younger person called Mika Light. Called Mika Levi. His name is Mika Levi. He's not called that. Well, I guess his friends call him that. But uh, this is Mika Levi um, from the Zola soundtrack. I'm actually going to play two back-to-back because they're both really, really short. But anyway, here uh, from the Zola soundtrack, Mika Levi, want to hear a story. story about how me and this bitch here fell out? It's kind of long, but it's full of suspense.
That's your returning champion this week here on My Friend's Place. It's Tycho teaming up with Benjamin Gibbard. Only love, and it's going to close out 
this episode of uh, My Friend's Place, actually, here on uh, WGOTLP Gainesville. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for supporting the radio station and um, also for supporting uh, me, Grandma, here on uh, WGOT. So here's what you heard before I head out of here really quick. Uh, a couple of uh, songs from the Zola soundtrack, a movie I reviewed uh, right before the break. You heard uh, Mika Levi with Want to Hear a Story and Goes Left. Then it was one from Loma going out. After that, a Lorange with uh, Coffee. Then uh, Death Heaven with a Gnashing. And you are officially called up to everything you've heard this week here on My Friend's Place. So if you want more information about WGOT, we're pretty uh, easy to find online. Go to WGOT.org if you want to stream the station. Or go to WGOT on the Facebook page if you want like the most up-to-date and... Uh, Critical information, I suppose, for uh, programming and uh, fundraising efforts. So, anyway, I'm out of here. I'll be back same time, same channel next week. Until then, adios. (laughs) 